and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Travis Walton. Now many of you probably already know that Travis Walton is a pretty famous uh, UFO abductee. And I thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about his case, because I haven't really spoken about it too much on the podcast. I came across this article from the Sun.UK from back in 2017, actually September of 2017. And it starts off, it says, I was taken world's most famous alien abductee. Travis Walton slams skeptics claiming 16 lie detector tests prove the story is true. It goes on, it says, Travis Walton, who cops thought had been murdered, believes he was taken into a spacecraft by extraterrestrials before being returned to Earth five days later. This article is by Emma Perry from Digital U.S. Correspondent from Wyoming. The man involved in one of the most infamous alien abduction cases of all times was has hit out at skeptics and non-believers saying 16 separate lie detector tests taken by himself and witnesses to the unexplained 1975 incident proves his story. Now, I am familiar with the case a little bit, and there were multiple uh, polygraph uh, test given, and uh, having had a little bit of experience uh, many, many years ago back in college with those, it would seem to me to be pretty hard to pass multiple ones. What we found was that it was a lot easier to fail one by mistake than it was to pass one by mistake. And unless this guy is just, you know, a trained intelligence operative or just a complete sociopath, it seems highly unlikely that he's going to beat a lie detector test at least that many times. Whatever, whatever they're asking him, it seems for all intent and purposes that he felt like he was answering the questions uh, honestly. And from what I've read, there were multiple uh, polygraph tests given to uh, different people who were involved in this abduction scenario. So it seems to lead a lot of credence to his story. Now the story goes on, the article goes on, says, Travis Walton disappeared without a trace after he and the crew of loggers he worked with claimed to have seen a huge UFO in the forest they were working on. And I believe that was a Tonto National Forest, if I remember correctly. Maybe not, we'll see. It says, the original, originally crew members were suspected of murder, but Travis reappeared five days later saying he had been taken into a spacecraft by alien creatures. The data force says he had spent the past 40 years defending himself against these, against those trying to discredit him and has even written a book debunking every alternate theory to what happened to him. The 64-year-old says the incident is still fresh in his mind. He told Sun Online it was important to share his story because the public have a right to know, know what's out there. Travis, a logger in the mountains of Arizona, was leaving work on November 5, 1975, with five crew members and a truck when he, when the alleged incident took place. They saw glimmers of light through the trees and pulled up, thinking it was a fire. He says, when we pulled up into the light where we had, where we had straight view, it was unmistakable. I yelled stop, and one of the guys in the back said, it's a spaceship or a flying saucer. It was, it was less than 100 feet long, Travis said. An artist impressed, and then they have some pictures on here, of course, of the UFO they saw. It says it was clearly defined, it was a clearly defined 
metallic disk outlined against the sky and fantastic in the grandeur of it. All the guys in the crew, as frightening as it was, also describe it as being beautiful. It was so perfect. I got out as soon as Mike, who was driving, stopped, and I left the door open and went towards it. It was just an impulse. I thought it would be gone by the time I got close. It was immediately alarming to the other guys, and the closer I got, they were yelling at me to get back in the truck. And that's how uh, Walton claims that it happened. They were in the truck, <clears throat> they're driving along, they see this light, they think it's a forest fire, they go to investigate, they see the spaceship, and then Travis Walton gets out of the truck and runs toward the ship while these guys are are uh, yelling at him. And we've talked about this before in the podcast. Sometimes it seems like if you make contact with these things, uh, once you decide to give them permission, as it will, frequently those people seem to find themselves on a lab table. He says, later they said it was it looked like I was in a trance, but looking at them, it seemed like they were in a trance too. Well... This is something that we see over and over again, where different people perceive a UFO, and they all end up with uh, slightly different, or they they see the UFO as they experience it. And so, what's happening is you have a mass sighting, but people at the same time are having intensely personally experiences with this thing, and that's what seemed like what happened here. It says the spaceship began to make loud noises. And move, so Travis dived for cover behind a log. He then tried to stand up and run away, but was hit by a strong force and was thrown into the air. When it hit me, it was a stunning force. I did not see this blast of energy, but the men and the crew gave a statement to the sheriff's department and said it looked like a long blue flame. Others compared it to stepping on a landmine or grenade because it threw me through the air. They were immediately certain it killed me. Fearing for their lives and thinking Travis was dead, the rest of the crew fled to get help. A huge search party involving the sheriff's department, helicopters, ATVs, and men on horseback could not find any trace of Travis. Meanwhile, Travis's account of what he remembers next is even more bizarre. Now, we'll just interject here. Over the years, some people have tried to claim that this whole Travis Walton abduction was a hoax. But man, you got to wonder, would five of these young guys go in and file a report with the sheriff's office of something this unusual, and then they go out and have a, uh, a search form? It seems, it seems hard to imagine that if this was a hoax, this story would have held up for this many years. He goes on, he says, he says as he awoke from consciousness on a spaceship surrounded by small creatures he believes were aliens, it was very blurry, and I had some double vision, but I could see the outline of these forms around me. I thought they were doctors, but when my vision got clearer, and I could see these were not doctors, I just flipped out, he said. The one that was closest to me, I tried to hit it away, but I, but I felt like I could hardly move my arm. It was more of a push than a hit because I was so weakened, but the creatures felt soft and lighter than I expected. It fell back into one that was standing near it. I backed away and bumped up against the shelf and knocked and looked around and saw an array of tools or instruments, and I very quickly just grabbed one and started flailing at them. They stopped and stood there staring at me, and that and that stare was in my nightmares for many years after that. I couldn't tolerate that stare. Now, that's something we've seen in other encounters where they talk about looking into these 
the eyes of the aliens, which are not so much eyes, but maybe some sort of ceramic or glass lens. And uh, also we've heard many accounts from people say that they actually speak telepathically to the aliens through their eyes. So you wonder if they were using some kind of mind control on Mr. Walton there. Travis says he managed to escape through a door and into a narrow passageway and then into another room with control with a control panel in it. A human being dressed in what looked like a space helmet then appeared and took him to a separate room where he was put on a table and given a mask which rendered him unconscious. Now this is really strange to me. It just kind of gets, it's almost like it's just written over, but it says a human being dressed in what looked like a space helmet. That, that leads to a lot of questions. You want to, you have to wonder, is this an actual human being? I mean, somebody that maybe has been abducted by aliens years ago and either decided to stay with them or was just there working with them as they basically bag and tag other humans. Or could this just have appeared to him a human? Is this some kind of a product of the you know, alien-human breeding project. I mean, I don't know. It's very strange that, that there would be a human on the spacecraft uh, interacting with the other, with the, with the aliens there. It's like he was part of their group. It goes on, he says, the next thing he knew, he was waking up on the road about 15 miles from where he disappeared just outside the nearest town of Snowflake, Arizona. Travis, who had no idea he had been gone for five days, managed to walk into town where everyone who saw him described him as looking devastated and shell-shocked. Well, you know, if this was a hoax, you kind of wonder, would just a normal guy like that be able to put on such a show that everybody thought that something had happened to him that was traumatic? The article goes on, it says, But then the battle to get people to believe his story began, and, tech and Travis was thrust into the world spotlight. Travis wrote a book about his experience called Fire in the Sky, which was later turned into a movie of the same name. Travis from the beginning, Travis said from the beginning it was a battle against people trying to explain it away. The locals didn't want to believe it, the sheriff didn't want to believe it, and you know, he thought it was a murder, then a drug hallucination. I had a whole battery of psychiatric tests, and there was nothing wrong in that department. Drug tests proved there was nothing in my system. And over 40 years later, Travis stands by his story and has taken five separate lie detector tests to prove it is true. While witnesses and the crew members have taken a total of 11 polygraph tests, experts believe there is a million to one chance of there being any mistake in this number of past tests. Well, you can see that. You might be able to say that one person just happens to be a really good liar and they were able to beat polygraph test multiple times but to think that what five different guys passed this thing he travis passed it five times these other folks passed it 11 times so that means they took it two to three times each I have a hard time imagining these guys would all be able to pass that lie detector test that way speaking at the devil's tower ufo rendezvous in hewlett wyoming travis said i decided to break my silence i <clears throat> I started to refute these things that people have been saying about me and my story. I took each and every theory the skeptics came up with and just blew them out of the water with facts. I am certain I'm not the only guy who has been taken. This is absolutely real. 
and it's important that the general public come to a gradual understanding of that. <clears throat> I'm not trying to shock or amaze or frighten anyone. On the contrary, in relating how frightened I was, I don't want anyone to feel to share that fear. I think it's important for them to realize that what happened with me 45 years ago, it was not even an abduction. I entertained that term for a while because that's what other people called it, but now I say it was more of an abduction, more of an ambulance call, that I was injured in a way that would have been fatal and the aliens had the technology available to help me. That does seem to be um, a conclusion that Mr. Walton has come to in recent years. Personally, I think he's given the aliens way too much credit. I mean, if they were that interested in helping people, they would help us all. It, to me, it's just a clear case of abduction. He got too close to the thing, maybe walking toward this object. Um, at some point, he was reaching out to engage with this object, and they took that as, as uh, consent, and that's all he needed. It does seem like these things need consent in order to abduct people at some level. But I like this story because it goes back and it talks about the polygraph test that that uh, Walton and the other guys took. And there's been a lot of debunking involved with this case over, over the years. But every time I go through it and I read it, I really don't see a reason not to believe this guy. Um, it is a fascinating case. There's a lot more detail to the case. But just the fact that we have, we have this guy 45 years later taking polygraph test, you know, showing that he's telling the truth, or at least he believes he's telling the truth, and these other five individuals also sincerely believe they're telling the truth, really says something about that account. That's it for now. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.